Welcome to CEO to Rainmaker, the Inland Empire's best small business podcast. The show's goals are to educate, motivate, and inspire today's business owners, leading to an increase in their executive skills, profits, and length of time in business. And now your host, Gene Valdez. Episode number 59 of the CDO to Rainmaker. The title of this topic this week is, there are a lot of different ways to making money with my guest, Rebecca Diamond. But before we do that, I'd like to do some shout out to my new sponsors. My show relies heavily on the generous support of corporate donors to provide uninterrupted programming. I'm very happy to announce two new sponsors, Ed Fixen and Michael Ocasio. Ed is the president of Quest Business Quest Brokers a certified business appraiser and broker. Ed has been helping business owners determine what their business is worth and selling their businesses for the highest price possible since 2006. For more info, check out his website, businessquestinc.com. Mike is the CEO of the Small Business Development Corporation of Orange County, a nonprofit public entity. If your business needs a loan to expand operations but is turned down by a conventional bank, consider applying for a California state guarantee through Mike's organization. The state loan guarantee provides banks assurance that your loan will be repaid. For more info, sbfdoc.org. Okay, we're back. As far as small businesses go, there are many ways to make money, in my opinion, as long as it's legal, ethical, and moral. For this week's show, we will discuss one of those quote-unquote non-traditional businesses. Having said that, even if you consider yourself a non-traditional business, we all know there are just some basic business fundamentals that you have to use to be successful. My guest this week is Rebecca Diamond, who will share with us the basics of her current business, why she got started, and what she has learned during her entrepreneurial journey. Not only is her business non-traditional, but so is her background. But that's a really good thing, in my opinion. Before I bring Rebecca out, please allow me to share a brief bio. She is originally from San Diego, you know, the city where the weather stinks. Why anybody would ever leave San Diego is beyond me, but that's, we're all different. She went to college in the Midwest and received her Bachelor of Fine Arts in theater performance. Before moving to LA, she lived in London and New York City, where she studied and pursued musical theater and eventually voiceover. The perfect background to be a business print, right? <laughs> Since her time in LA, she has mostly focused on voiceover, but has made the time to have been in, on the cast of animal actors of Universal Studios and other 
similar endeavors. Now, you've heard enough. Let's bring her out. Hi, Becca. Thanks for taking the time to be on my show. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. I'm great. This is wonderful. I'm excited to be here. I have so many questions for you, Becca. <laughs> but So let's just start with the base. Most people who start a business don't have a liberal arts background like you. How has that helped, hurt, or impacted your business? So I, I think I got an honorary degree with my folks. My parents have their own business. They work in real estate. My dad also has a law degree. You know, I think there's something to be said about hearing your parents' spiels over and over again. And, you know, they have their businesses, they work from home. So because I was around it so much, I think there's just kind of a, a business acumen that sticks with you and seeing how they run their business, how they treat their employees, I'm pretty sure is in there whether I would admit to it or could even recall it or not. So I think that drive was just kind of always instilled in me. I have two East Coast parents that uh, don't sleep and hustle. You know, when I was little, <laughs> uh, you know, my dad was going to law school. My mom was working. Um, she was a nurse, but was more of like the patient uh, paperwork side of things. They both worked very, very hard. My dad said that I also got a, a, a law degree because he would take me to law school with him and like a little rock and ride and sit me next to him during class. So I think even though I don't have the traditional business training or degree. I mean, come there. on, theater performance. Yeah, I'm going to go in business. Before I do that, I have to go into my degree in theater performance. It's not, not normal, in, but that's okay. You answered the question. Not in your world anyway. <laughs> Nor for my parents either. I think it was like, oh, what do you want to do? Theater. Oh, well, your dad has a lot of green. Your mom went into nursing. And you sure there's nothing in there? Nope, I would like to do the complete opposite and throw everyone for a loop. Okay, so that's good. So you refer to yourself as a voice actor. Mm -hmm. What is a voice actor? A voice actor is a, a myriad of things. There's the traditional things you think of, like, you know, cartoons, you know, the call your doctor now uh, ads that you see on TV, radio announcements. Voiceover is everywhere and you don't hear it. And a lot of times I think that's the point is it's supposed to blend in. It's supposed to kind of help and not overtake the entire medium you're watching or listening to. You know, it's anything from, like I said, animation, commercials. Commercials are different from promo work, which is, you know, tonight on Fox, you know, is very different than next time. You have to have a human voice that yeah. sounds good to do that, right? You, you, and if not, you have to work really hard and get yourself there and train for a long time. But it is a, uh, you also have audiobooks, podcasts. I mean, you name it. I guarantee you, one of your listeners has heard someone doing some sort of voiceover, including even podcasting. So when did you decide that? I like theater performance. I've been blessed with some pretty good pipes. I can make a living out of being a voice actor. When did that happen in your brain? So I moved to New York after school and I thought, all right, I'm going to go guns ablaze and I'm going to, I'm going to really sink my teeth into, uh, into musical theater. And I, I spent the first few months, I knocked out a couple hundred auditions and I just got burnt out really fast. You know, when you're getting up at 4.30 in the morning in New York in winter and you're sitting in a room for four or five hours on your days off waiting to be seen, potentially not being seen if you're not equity or union, because when you start out, you got to build up those credits and the union folks usually get first priority. And I just, you know, I did it in an unhealthy way and I burnt out and I thought, oof, I'm, I'm not getting a lot of callback. Maybe this isn't the right path for me. And right. so I started uh, taking some classes 
And one of my teachers had said, you know, if you're frustrated, have you ever thought about voiceover? You know, and I always refer to that as the light bulb moment where I thought, how did I, I have all the cartoons I watched as a kid, all the singing I did, all the, the, you know, the little mermaid came out when I was little and that was the end all be all for me. And how did I not put two and two together? Okay. All right. Makes sense. So this might seem like a dumb question, but who <laughs> hires? Are these big corporations that hire voiceover actors, voice actors? So, absolutely. Who so are your customers? A, who are your customers? A myriad of folks. When I took those classes um, with that teacher, she referred me to other teachers. And so what tends to happen, just you know, any business, doesn't matter what you do, your network is going to be what helps your business grow and what gives you the opportunities that further the opportunities. You know, so folks that I was friends with said, oh, I, I'm working on a medical explainer for WebMD. Let me pitch your voice. And, and this was early on. I'd not done any voiceover work. And I thought, well, the worst they're going to say is no. And they liked me. So they brought me on. I've been working with WebMD for years now. They're a big client. They're very corporate. But then I have other friends who reach out who are starting an independent animation company and a smaller platform. But we work together or went to school together. And you know, I'll post something online like, oh, there's a commercial I just did or, or some fun, silly TikTok challenge. And it reminds people of what I do. And it grows that network or, you know, reminds people, oh, I should work with somebody I already know. Maybe we can work something out. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So when you took some classes, <laughs> was it to learn the techniques? Or did they teach you have a good voice? Or is having a good voice you're born with it and you just learned how to harness it and use it for its potential. I mean, they certainly didn't teach you how to speak, right? Sure. Or do that. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I put my foot in my mouth and they have to help me with that. No, I think um, it's a really good question because, you know, it's, it's a matter of, you have to have the acting background. Um, You know, so I had the, the bachelor's degree. I spent years studying just theater performance, acting without a mic in front of me or, or a mic attached to me for musical theater. But it's very different when you are performing to a house of a couple hundred, couple thousand versus that one mic when it's just me talking to you or me talking to one character and it's a little more intimate. You know, doing that and going from something that's so much larger to something that's more focused takes practice, takes training, takes people who have done this for years to try and help you get into that headspace. So it's a, it's a very different style of acting. And you're also learning mic technique, you know, how close to get to the mic, how to use the mic to your advantage when you're far okay. away, when you're close. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but you were born with a certain level of a pleasant voice and you just refined it? Or did you have a gravelly bartender talking voice and voila, out you came? That's, um, that's sort of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that there are some people that you, you'll you want to hear more of, but honestly, there is a part for everyone. And that's what's so cool about voiceover is you might have that gravelly smoker voice, but I guarantee you, you've heard it in an ad or a cartoon or it's it's a character-driven voice. You know, there, depending on how you sound, there is a job for everyone. There are just some markets that are more niche for people than maybe okay. for others. Okay, so... <laughs> I think anyone path? can learn it. You just have to have the acting background. I think yeah. it's less about the voice and more about the 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 acting and then the the delivery and yeah, knowing yeah. what you're trying to do. That's why your theater performance helped you. Yes. Uh, even though your main asset is your voice. Yeah. 
So is the path to be a successful voice actor today really hard? It is. Um, it is. A, there's a lot of folks. It has gotten a lot busier in the past 10, 15 years. I think, um, especially during the um, the beginning of the pandemic, I think a lot of folks thought, well, well, I, I maybe ought to try this voiceover thing. So, you know, I don't want to say oversaturated, but is it, there's a lot of folks out there trying to pursue this. And I think the way in which to give yourself that leg up is to take the classes. You know, I think a lot of folks go out there, they buy the mic and, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are going to tell you, take three classes and we're going to make you a demo, which is just awful. They will upsell the heck out of themselves. And then now you have a demo, but you don't have any of the experience or the training. And sometimes people will do it in a demo is essentially your, you know, your resume, your audio resume. Right. And, you know, if, if you can't recreate those voices that you did on your demo, which happens to a lot of folks who are just starting out and who are learning, they're not going to hire you. So the, the big factor in that is, is to take the classes, to have the training. And it's, it's not overnight, you know, as, as you know, a business, it, it takes a long time to build it up and to create your network and find the people who want to give you the jobs. So it, it's hard, but it's not impossible. And it's a lovely community who is very welcoming. Okay. So my target audience for my podcast is primarily small business owners. These are smaller companies, probably annual sales in the $50,000 a year, maybe to about $10 million. What benefits to them might they enjoy if they were to hire you? Or put this put it a different way. How could you benefit what they're doing in terms of their social media program or whatever other services that you have? I think when you have a voice of a company or or something that is that really is tied into that business, if you have something that, you know, when you hear it, oh, that's Gene's podcast or oh, that's, you know, WebMD uh, drug. I think it gives you a sense of comfort and security. I think a lot of folks that I've worked with were if I've done, um, you know, their intro for their podcast or if I've done voiceover work for their company, the comment that I get back oh, oftentimes is just that it's pleasant. Like it, it makes people feel good about the product they're buying or, or the resources that they're using because they feel that that voice connects those people to this product and makes them feel good about it. As long as they pick the right voice actor. Absolutely. When you think about it, when you really listen, and most people don't, unless it's really not good or it's very jarring, you're not going to notice it. And I think that's the point is it's supposed to help and not hinder. But you'll definitely, if you, if you think about it and you go out there and you listen to a commercial or, or a cartoon, you might hear something and go, whoa, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I get you. I get you. All right. I mean, in today's environment, every small business owner is trying to get an edge on their competitors. So maybe something to consider uh, to consider is, is the enhancement of a brand with identification of a pleasant, familiar, soothing sound of voice. I, I think it gives right. it a professional. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it gives it a sense of professionalism that not everyone has. Some people like having their own voice for their intros and they are their brand, which is basically what voice actors are. But, you know, I think sometimes it gives you that extra level of, ooh, okay, well, this, I'm going to take, I might take a podcast more seriously if I've heard a little bit more of a professional intro or if the music really catches my ear than um, if they kind of just launch right into it and, and there's no sense of, oh, we've got the intro, we've got this laid out, like we've taken the time. You'll hear the difference in the quality for sure. Okay. Since you make your your money with your voice, do you drink a lot of tea with honey? Um, what do you do to keep it fresh, or is it just comes natural? And you don't worry about it. Oh, I definitely worry about it. 
you know, I, I have a little steamer. I have a little um, Vicks like steamer that I use in the morning, which is really nice and it helps kind of moisten everything and just cleans out all the junk. I drink a lot of water. You know, there's little throat drops that I will swear by. I'm happy to share those recs if anyone wants them, but um, lots of little like pastilles and things. Yeah, I don't like calls. I don't like menthol because it'll rip at your vocal cords. And I learned that doing musical theater. So I tend to find things that are more like vitamin C based, but lots of little throat drops, lots of water, honey, lemon, all of it. Right, but there is a maintenance program. You're just not saying, I just was born with it. I don't have to worry about it. No. And going back to what you were saying about having like a, a good voice, some people do sound Paul Freeze, who is the voice of the Haunted Mansion and who's done a myriad of work. You know, you hear him and that is a that is a voice, Don LaFontaine. Not everybody is going to be built with the voice that comes, you know, booms in from, you know, the heaven. Right. But right. even those folks, you, ha- you know, you got to maintain it. You know, I think just like any good product or thing, you got to You got to get the oil changed. You got to make sure that it's working. So. Is your business flourishing? Are you always continually thinking of good, uh, new ideas, adding new clients? Uh, maybe I could try this. You're, you're pushing the metal in terms of what you can do. Absolutely. Is um, there more room out there for you? There's so many things that I, I want to try and sink my teeth into. I've only kind of touched the surface with animation and that that is a tough nut to crack. Animation is one that is very difficult to get into because uh, once you're there and people like you, you're not going anywhere. And that one is really tricky. So you've had a lot of the same folks doing the same thing who are very good. So that's something that I want to keep pushing for. You know, I've, I've had a really, this has probably been my best year work-wise, which is exciting. And it keeps me busy. But there's there's always something new and some exciting. You know, I haven't done an audiobook yet. So I thought that could be fun. Promo, okay. promo work is similar to animation. Promo work is a very small pool of folks. And that's some really fun work. A lot of, lot of energy. If you ever listen to... If you watch football, listen to those folks who do the promo work. It is a lot harder and more energetic than you think. Like I challenge any listener to hear a promo and then try to match that energy and do it like three different times in a row. It's it's very tiring. It's taxing. If I could put you on the spot, Rebecca, just for the benefit of my audience and me as well, could you just do one of your favorite promos, your one of your favorite gigs, short into your your voice actor voice? The most recent thing that I think is out right now is, I think it's still playing on TV, is um, Panda Express. I'm um, voicing their new campaign for their Beyond okay, Chicken. Okay, so what did you do your Panda Express voice? Uh, uh, what was the, uh, or here, I guess I'll do the original. Walk Fryer Shrimp, a flame-grafted favorite, now back at Panda Express. <laughs> it's silly, but it's... <laughs> that makes me hungry. My favorite is to do that in front of family and friends. It makes them uncomfortable. And they're like, it's you, but it's not you. And I don't know what to think. So they have to like look away from me when I do that because it it hurts their brain. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you became an entrepreneur because you took theater. You had a good voice. You got some classes. You you worked a system for any aspiring business people out there, regardless of what their services. What have you learned? What's your best practices you've learned since you've owned your own company? What could you share? Absolutely. Keep your network strong. You know, anyone you went to school with, anyone that you've worked with at previous jobs, whatever. If you were a waiter somewhere and you've got friends, you you never know who is going to do what. People have several chapters in their books and several career paths people take. I think it used to be you you would have your nine to five and you would pick a career and you would go. And I think things are a little less traditional now. And I think a lot of folks have either... A couple careers they're focusing on at the same time, or they start something here and they end up over here. And I think keeping 
your network. It doesn't mean you have to talk to everyone every day, but just posting things on social media. And, and I'm not a big social media fan. So it was hard for me to go, oh no, keep doing it, keep doing it. But letting people know what you're working on because you never know when you cast that net, who's going to see it. And you know, uh, the friends that I'm working with now doing the uh, independent cartoon stuff, I had no idea that they wanted to direct, write, or do animation. And now I'm working on five shows with them I absolutely love it. It's getting really good uh, views and and reviews on TikTok, which is neat. And that's the platform they're using. And then they're going to move it to Vimeo. Who knows where it's going to go from there? But never in a million years would I have thought we would have been working together 10 years later after we're working together after college. Yeah, yeah. So I think you never know who's going to do what. And I think it's good to kind of keep those relationships, cultivate them, and let people know what it is you're working on. Because you never know who's going to be there to potentially help you or you help them. Yeah. It's good pearls of wisdom. So unfortunately, Rebecca, I could listen to your voice for a long time, but we have run out of time. So if any of my listeners wanted to get a hold of you, what is the best way to do that? And I'll include it in the show notes as well. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, which is uh, Shine Bright Becca Diamond. And I think TikTok is the same way, Shine Bright Becca Diamond. But yeah, reach out, message me. I'm happy to answer any voiceover questions or any business questions. So if yeah. somebody were to call you with a question, do you have your game voice on or do you talk to them normally? I, <laughs> I think I would terrify people if, thank you for calling. You know, I, I think that would uh, scare people if, uh, yeah. if that's how I answer. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thank you so much, Rebecca, for your time. This was really fun and very informative. And I, it just goes to show you there's lots of ways to make money. It doesn't have to be your traditional little distributor, manufacturer, retailer. There's a lot of talented people out there. And if someone is buying what you're offering, you're doing good, right? I'd like to think so. But it was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. This was a blast. All right. All right. So I'll see you on the trailer. Maybe I'll hear your voice on something. It's, oh, yeah, that's Rebecca's voice. So thank you very much. I, I sure hope so. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. That's a wrap for today, listeners. If you like this episode, give me a like, give me a positive review, subscribe, and tell your friends about Rebecca and the show. And I will see you next Monday a.m. See you later. Bye-bye. This has been CEO to Rainmaker with Gene Valdez. To find out more, like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and follow us on Instagram TikTok, and Twitter. If you have questions, email the show. Find that link and others in the show notes. Thanks for listening and join us again next time.